0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at JustPlainZach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. You'll find some fun photos from my trip to Chicago, where I just came back from the elevated summit that I hosted, that Jenny McCarthy and I hosted. Um with Generation Rescue. It was a fun day of wellness. We had some great expert speakers. We had some great brands. Shout out to Clear Light Ventures. Shout out to Dr. David Foss and shout out to Bonafide Provisions, our three sponsors for that event, who were incredible. We had a really great experience. Everybody left feeling very elevated and lifted, which is why I had to bring one of the speakers back in studio with me. Please welcome today's guest, Dr. Habib Sudeikhi. Thank you. What a privilege to be with you again. I know. I'm so excited. I loved the Clarity Cleanse, and we spoke a lot about the power of having a healthy mindset at the event, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of what I want to touch on today. I want to talk about mindset. I want to talk about emotional traumas and how both of those contribute to your overall health and wellness. We were having a little bit of a therapy session outside <laughs> as I was telling him about my, my issues with rejection, Um <laughs> But why don't we start with mindset? Why do you think, I think when people commonly um, look at health and wellness, they think green juice, they think exercise, they think, you know, I have to eat an apple a day to keep the doctor away. So why is, where does mindset fall into all of this?
1: Yeah, mindset is the, it's that which is invisible, but it really makes all of it come alive, right? Um, At the Elevate Summit, um, I had the privilege of, of uh, working with you and speaking together and one of the things that we talked about was the bottle of wine yes. and uh, we looked at it and you know and we said look look at the bottle of wine and when you look at it regardless of the label you have the bottle mm-hmm. and you have the wine inside and you have the cork but there is a fourth element there that it's usually um, not visible but it's that which is not visible which is really uh, makes the wine come alive, which is um the empty space, right mm-hmm. the empty space right underneath the cork on top of the wine, which is has a name, it's referred to as the head space, right that's where the spirit is that's why they refer to wine as spirit because it's this spirit in there that you know makes the wine wine, and it prevents it from becoming um vinegar, very mm-hmm. accurate. So the mindset, it's really that headspace. And if we don't have that headspace and we go into an a particular experiment or a particular experience or a particular challenge, it can it can really uh create a cut, a seizure, and uh, and really wound us, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It's funny. I remember when you requested the bottle of wine. It was 10 a.m. and I'm like, <laughs> okay, Dr. Beebe is requesting a bottle of wine right now. And it wasn't like, a, have a chilled glass ready for me. It was like, give me a bottle of wine. I was like, woke, okay, this is how we're starting off the Elevated Summit. But I loved that you showed that you you didn't chug the bottle of wine, but you used it as a prop to show that headspace and how at the top of the the bottle there is that that empty space that doesn't have wine in it. Um, And it's funny, I didn't realize that it would be vinegar without that headspace. And that is so important because that's how we, I think how we start our day and where our mindset is ultimately dictates whatever is going to come our way.
1: Absolutely. That is the mindset, the emptiness, the emptiness it's required. And that emptiness, that headspace actually has a formula. And, uh, you know, and it's so important that you're specifically calculated right. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you either will have uh, vinegar or you'll, uh, you know, and if it's the space is not enough uh, and the temperature surrounding the vine changes, then what happens is the vapor inside, it just blows up the the cork, right? Mm-hmm. And we blow our top off, right? <laughs> you go through an experience and you feel... You feel, you know, there could be feelings of rejection. There could be feelings of sadness, feelings of uh, not being good enough, not being worthy, being excluded, mm-hmm. and um, so it, it's there. And it always, in all ways, stems from the creation of the of the headspace.
0: So, how do we? Because I like to. I consider myself a self-improvement addict. I've read every book. I've interviewed all the doctors. I've done lots of research, and I'm constantly putting myself in new situations. I feel like I'm as I'm putting myself in a lot, there's nothing I probably won't do at this point. And I've done it all, Dr. Habib. Um, But I feel like I am being more vulnerable, but as I'm being more vulnerable, the the world or the harshness of the world and, and people react, and it it, it cuts deep, you know? So when you are putting yourself out there, how do you take all of the blows that kind of come your way without letting it really tear you down?
1: Exactly. So I, my recommendation is to really start inside out. Okay. Right? If if we start um, from inside, then the perception that you have of yourself predetermines the the headspace that you have. Let's say you see yourself as um, a soul, mm-hmm. just a brilliant soul that has been incarnated, has been bottled into <laughs> this, this human experience, mm-hmm. right? This phenotypic experience where this is the look that you have. This is, uh, you know, this is uh, the physical uh, characteristics that you have. Now you're aware that the soul is there. And you're aware that that soul is having a human experience. Mm. See, so it's the view is top-down, that you really see yourself as this brilliance, wholeness of a soul. So the imperfection of humanity, if it's pointed out, it doesn't really throw you off. Interesting.
0: Okay, but see... And I hear that and I resonate with that, but like, and so I opened up outside before we came into Mm -hmm. studio about an experience that I just recently went through where my body was up for subjection and somebody kind of ridiculed it in a, in a very public forum and it really like hurt. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, there are people, I I can't tell you, um, just the, the level of depression Mm -hmm. and the level of anxiety that gets created. Uh, By the bullying, inadvertent bullying that takes place through social media Mm -hmm. and through real life.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: because I'm telling you, the the greatest fear is the fear of being rejected. Yeah. Because down deep, you know, our little boy, our little girl, they feel, we feel inside that, oh my God, if we're excluded, we're going to be lion's meat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going to be part of the group.
0: Yeah. So if you have your mindset in check and if you have a lot of your emotional turmoil that's been dealt with, you still go through these experiences though, right? Where you feel the rejection and it still hurts.
1: Always. You see, life is not supposed to be um, fun. <laughs> you see, when you look at the first noble truth, yeah. to live is to suffer. But somewhere along the line, we buy into the misunderstanding that we're supposed to have a very worry-free, suffering-free, just um, a very posh life. Mm -hmm. That it's just about um, happiness, you see. But I I have given that up a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And for me... Um, was when I realized that, oh my God, the reason that I'm here, there is a deeper, um, there is a deeper intention here. Yeah. And the intention is to cultivate what's being bottled inside here, right here. See, and can I create enough of the um, headspace? Can I really cultivate a spiritual practice that will predetermine the intoxication, the aroma of my human experience. Mm. You see, this spirit, that which cannot be seen, um, that is the prerequisite of having a life that allows us to have vitality, to have aliveness. And I can't tell you how many people I see uh, that they come in and they have stage three, stage four cancer. They have neurological issues. They're going through some of the most challenging experiences physically, but yet they're centered. Mm-hmm. Yet. They they know who they are and they don't get thrown off easily.
0: It's interesting. Last summer, I said, you know what? I'm in a place where I haven't had my heart broken badly in a long time. And like, I'm just ready for the universe to like, fuck up my life. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's what rebuild. once you get torn apart, like you rebuild. And I was like, I'm ready to level up. I'm ready for that next stage of my life, for that next stage of my career. Um. And so I was like, you know what, universe, I'm ready for it. And the universe did not disappoint. Mm. It came and it threw so many curveballs and like so much, so many new wounds that have cut so deep. And it's interesting because now I'm coming out on the other side of it. And I've had a lot of people. um, I actually, yesterday after going through the experience that I shared with you, I ended up calling my friend Sabrina, who I've known since she was like, since we were five years old. Mm. And I called her, and I'm like, this is what just happened, and I'm kind of freaking out, but whatever. I'm just trying to, like, not let it get me down. And she's just like, you know what? I don't know how you do it. She's like, you've taken a lot of shit in the past few months, and you just... You are one of the strongest people that I know, um, and I don't know how you just continue to to take and, and stay so calm about that. And I even had, you know, a couple of doctors that I saw when we were in Chicago together that have kind of known me for a really long time. And they're like, I don't know how you can be here and you're fresh eyed and you're going to go on stage and like just, you know, have this, you know, great event that you're hosting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, It's not to say that the blows don't hurt. It's not to say that the challenges don't knock you down sometimes, but it's it's about having the the tenacity to get back up and know that, like, you're working for something other than your ego or other than, you know, this little pot of gold that's right in front of you. It's you're working for a greater purpose. And I think when you have that purpose, there's so much more fulfillment that comes with it that keeps you motivated to keep going.
1: Absolutely. And. You know, what comes in is the idea of what it is to be a bamboo tree. Mm
0: -hmm. See,
1: to be a bamboo tree, bamboo trees completely in agreement with the blow of the wind. Mm -hmm. It doesn't argue with it. It accepts it as a way of life. Mm -hmm. So when the wind comes, the bamboo tree bows down and bends down almost to the point of kissing the very ground that it's rooted in because it knows that it its root is really deep mm-hmm. and the minute that the wind stops it pops back up mm. and it's the quality of flexibility and perhaps perhaps the world is safe enough to really come in and and to cultivate the the quality of flexibility for you that wow look this this is what it was said and this is what this person did and it obviously triggered something deep in you, but here's the opportunity of using this to going deeper and going to the source of it of, wow, why did this really throw me off? Who would be the first person, um, the first man that I would have loved to attach to deeper and to have this unconditional loving with Mm -hmm. that perhaps I may not have had. See, you'll be able to use that as an opportunity, just like a fertilizer. Fertilizer doesn't smell good, right? Mm. And no one wants fertilizer. No one wants manure around. But sometimes it's those experiences that initially on the surface, they seem really dirty and unwanted and they're stinky, that they really fertilize the very soul that is embodied in us physically and with the right, right headspace we get to really grow further up into who we really are and why we're here.
0: Are there any daily practices or things that we should be working into our daily lifestyle that can help us cultivate a healthier mindset and move past some of those past traumas?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Some of which we've talked about in the in the uh, conference that I'm, I'm very proud of you. The, the space that you held, it, it was true to its name, Elevate. Thank because you. um Because, you know, you could feel that. And everyone that I had the privilege of speaking with, um, there was just a deep sense of intentional healing community and um, there was a continuum that no one was really the master, no one was really the student. Everyone were really learning from each other. And some yeah.
0: of... Yeah. Just to to respond to that one, thank you so much. And I want to say that I came into that event with so much anxiety and fear because I was like, this was the first time that at Generation Rescue I was running an event on my own. Mm. And so I was afraid of like failing and like looking like looking dumb, having nobody show up and like having everybody leave upset and everybody really left uplifted, which I think says that we had the right people in the room and everybody was there for one uh, you know purpose. And that was to share and imbibe and, and in and community.
1: Absolutely. From the venue that you had physically, the people, the way that it was set up, the lightning and um, just everything, the context, the mindset was definitely there for elevation and upliftment. And, you know, the set of tools, it would be the same. It would be what we're talking about, which is self-care, you know, cultivating a set of tools that will provide you with the self-care that you need. I mean, I don't know about you. No one really taught me to brush my teeth. I mean, I was expected to brush my yeah. teeth, but no one said why. Yeah. You know, I didn't learn to floss my teeth um, until I was in my, I think, late 20s or early 30s that I understood that. Mm-hmm. So the same is true. There's certain physical things that we could do, such as uh, hydration. Most mm-hmm. people are unaware that we're walking around and we're completely dehydrated mm-hmm. physically and psychospiritually. You see, the the number one cause of high blood pressure. I'm here to tell you, as a family doctor, it's dehydration. Because when you are dehydrated, then what occurs is there's a thickness, the viscosity of the blood goes up, and then everything is harder. It's harder to think. It's harder to process. It it's harder to have physical activity. It's harder to get aroused sexually everything becomes so the greatest thing we could do is we could hydrate ourselves you know that's number one and the the other things are that we could hydrate ourselves psycho-spiritually what are some of the things that would uplift us how many i don't know about you but i I don't get prized that often you know Mm -hmm. i don't get acknowledged i don't get honored on regular basis who does that People are so easy to critique us and to tell us Mm -hmm. how we're doing things wrong. But how many, I mean, how many times do you get acknowledged for who you are? For the stance that you've taken, for the conversations that you're starting and what you want to be a part of. Yeah. So creating that culture of prizing, appreciating, acknowledging, honoring ourselves, it's something to do. And we've talked about Pew 12, purged emotional writing, 12 minutes a day. And, you know, the intent of it is in the name, purge emotional writing, 12 minutes a day. So the experience is that of purgatory. It's so easy. You know, we take a shower every day simply because we want to wash off, you know, the residual from the day before. Um, and uh, what, how how can we do that psycho spiritually? How could we do that psychologically? And there's more to it than just going and getting psychotherapy and psychoanalyzed and laying on a couch and wanting to... And, those are all important as, you know aspects of life and growth, but I think it's time, and humanity has reached this stage that we need to be responsible and you know and and create a culture, a personal hygiene inside. Can you imagine? getting a piece of paper and sitting just today, just given what the experience and the fullness of the experience that you had yesterday. Can you imagine just taking a piece of paper and sitting down and just connecting with that little boy inside? Mm. And that was ridiculed, excluded, ostracized, however you felt. And to really allow that little boy to speak, what was it? What would it feel like? What was it like? And then you would be able to father that little boy. In other words, to really communicate with them, it could be as simple as placing your hands on the center of your chest and saying, you know, um, Zach, I, I really hear you. I know that that was a very charged experience and I want you to know that I love you unconditionally and who you are at the soul level doesn't have a particular shape, doesn't have a particular color and it does. It's just, it's amorphous and you're beautiful and you're whole and you're safe. You see, working with the misunderstandings, misinterpretations, misidentifications, misperceptions, misuses of energy. You know, a lot of people, you see, you're very aware of what occurred yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's what sets you apart, perhaps, from another person that is unconscious or unaware.
0: And it, I, I it's interesting because when I brought it up when we were talking outside, I didn't, I like how you connected it back to like, when I was a child, and kind of the um, experiences that I had that maybe developed the insecurities that I was facing that I am facing currently, um because i do, I think we don't often connect the two you know we we see the experience happening today right now, and we only respond to it on the surface, and yeah, our ego takes a hit or our insecurities are magnified, um, but we don't actually attribute it to where it stemmed from and how to heal that from way back then,
1: absolutely. See, the brilliance of what it is that you're saying is that life is a continuum. Mm-hmm. Life is not just right now. The conversation that I'm having with you, it's a result of the way you've been seeing me, the way that we've been cultivating our friendship, mm-hmm. right, over a period of time. Right. And that's the reason when you ask, you say, could you do this? You know, it's in Chicago. I I go through it, right? So, Every experience is connected to another set of experience. Life is a continuum from the day that we're conceived, um, from the day that we get pushed into this um, ontological river called life. Everything is connected. And there is upstream, when we were born, and then there's downstream, the future that we're going to move into. And some people, they even take it further and they believe that this river also has an aspect which is referred to as transgenerational, mm. so your you know your great 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 grandfather that you may not even know his name <laughs> what what he did has contributed to this river that you have mm. found yourself swimming in
0: interesting I'm actually so happy we're having this conversation today, and I'm really glad you came back on the show because i like we didn't even get to have this conversation at the elevated summit. So I love that we're now, you know, um, able to have it now. And I think even the experience I had yesterday kind of set me up for the conversation that we are having right now. And I will talk about what ended up happening yesterday. I just I can't until it was I went on a date, it was filmed, it'll air later on, but um but yeah, that's the the short the short story of of what I was referring to or what I was talking to Dr. Abeeb about outside. So what do you think we can do? So you said we can start writing, um, we can start journaling. Mm-hmm. So you, do you recommend not doing it on technology, not typing it out or on our phones?
1: Yeah. What I have found is that the human body stores emotion. Mm-hmm. So when we get a piece, you know, when we get a piece of paper, when we get a pen or, or a pencil and we physically do it, the physical movement has a deep sense of catharsis. So if we're angry, if we're hurt, if we're disappointed, if there is some unresolved charge or issue in the process of writing, we get to release that. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of it is that afterwards we get to burn it up, shred it or, you know, get just get some toilet uh, toilet seat covers and we can use that and write on it and then we can flush it. You know, I've I've had people with terminal diseases that they've they 've done this, something comes up, they feel that they 're about to have a panic attack, and they just get a a, 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 a toilet seat cover and a, and a a pen or a pencil and they 're thirty three thousand feet in air in an airplane, and they do it and poof. <laughs> Their panic attack, their anxiety disappears, and then they go to the restroom and they flush. You know, they flush everything down so that because see, the, the, one of the one of the fears that we have is that if we are truthful, if we really express what's occurring for us, that we get rejected even more, mm. right? Mm-hmm. That we're going to be perceived as weak. Yeah, I got to tell you, I usually don't talk about this, but I was one of the first. Uh, I was actually the first physician. For the uh, now, what's referred to as Ultimate Fighting Championship, the cage fighting, it started in Clearwater, Florida. Oh my gosh, I know. And this was during the time that I was doing—I was the chief resident during my residency in family medicine in in Florida. And uh, you know, my beloved, she was in yeah, doing her training at UCLA, and I had promised her that if we started dating, that every month I would purchase a set of tickets for us, and we would travel to a part of the United States, spend the weekend together. And uh, so I needed a, I needed a gig, and this thing came up, and I, you know, and I became commissioned through the uh, boxing commissioner of Florida. And my God, y- you see the harshness, and having had the privilege of working with some of these fighters, y- there is a lot of harshness inside. Mm-hmm. They're really harsh with themselves, because I'm telling you, a person who bullies someone outside is a person They're who hurt. bullies. Yeah. they're hurting and they're bullying themselves inside you see so that's the culture the culture of yes journaling there's a specific way of journaling that now we know it works scientifically. There are research after research. They've hooked up human beings through functional MRIs, and they've looked at it. We've talked about paying attention to what goes inside our body. We've talked about forgiveness. The, you know the power of connecting with the misunderstandings, misperceptions, misidentifications that we buy into, and forgiveness. It's the greatest. You know, I truly believe the whole essence and the energy behind baptism. It's not the physical act, but it's really the idea of washing it off Mm -hmm. because water has the greatest capacitance to hold um, misuse, misuse of energy, you see. And I have never found anyone that doesn't go underneath the water and they raise up their hands and they allow the water to wash through them and they simply say, by the power invested in all the resources that has gone through my creation i forgive myself for all my shortcomings and the shortcomings of everyone else i mean it, you're literally you walk out the shower feeling uplifted feeling mm-hmm. cleaned out you know can you imagine doing that every day can you imagine really doing that And towards a particular person that you're holding a hot coal uh, in your hands and you're waiting to throw it at them. And guess guess what? The first person is burning is you. Forgiveness Mm -hmm. is never for the other person. Forgiveness is for us. We're the one who are set free first.
0: I love that because you're holding the coal and you're burning yourself by holding on to it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So how do we, what would you say when we get this rejection from the world? Like, how do we respond? Like, is there an appropriate amount of time to like feel it and like sit in it? Or like, how do we not allow it to overcome us and and cripple us?
1: Yeah, I usually say 24 hours. And the reason that I say that is look um, look at the way that we process every experience. Think of it as the way that process and metabolize the food that we eat right mm-hmm. so something comes at at us right someone you know puts something on quinoa, broccoli, steak, fish, whatever it is that you don't like, they put it right on your plate and you find yourself at a corner and you're like, oh gosh, so you have to eat it. Great, well, how do you eat it? First, any any piece, so you got to kind of break it down and you open your mouth so there is receptivity, there is acceptance and you place it inside, you chew it, you break it down into tiny little pieces and then you swallow it and then you stomach it right? And then you allow the process to occur. And what occurs is not a mystery. We know that metabolism has a system. It starts with two processes. The first process, it's called catabolism. You break it down like catastrophe. And, you know, we break everything down. Let's say you had a piece of fish or steak. You break this polypeptide, this piece of protein into polypeptides, eventually add an amino acid. And this amino acid, Leaves, leaves where? Leaves the digestive system, goes into the blood. It, it hooks on to a piece of protein called a carrier protein, such as albumin, and it's transported, transferred into a cell, let's say top of your head, you know. Your follicles, your hair follicles, it sits there until another amino acid, until another. And guess what? From one single amino acid, now the second process of metabolism has started, which is anabolism or buildup. And you create hair from it. So you take something which is foreign Mm -hmm. outside of you. You 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 get a piece of cow from outside of you and you break it down, you let go of what no longer serves you that creates feces Mm -hmm. and you hold on to the amino acid that you need and you make hair from it. You get something that is foreign outside of you, you bring it in and you make it part of you. So the experience, let's say that you had yesterday or the experience that your listeners look, the world is hurting. Look around every human being right now. They're going through, you know, they're, they're being bullied. They're being fired. They're being, you know, for whatever reason, whatever it is that you're going through, you need to understand that there is a metabolism at play. And you know what? And you, Literally have all the resources that you need to start this process, to break it down, to let go of the misunderstandings, and then to use up um, the, the remainder of the experience and to edit it such that it will uplift you. You know, reality really is irrelevant. What's important is an edited perception. And every human being can do that. You have gone through this incredible experience that has left you vulnerable, wounded, um, you know, and now you get to work with it and to go deeper. And not only it vaccinates you against similar hurt, but it will uplift you and it creates a psycho-spiritual immunity and perhaps it will even, um, you know, strengthen and creates and cultivates a deeper intimacy with your family members mm. so that you feel this warmth, unconditional love towards, uh, towards your family. And that's really what this experience, this ontological journey called life is about. I love
0: that. Thank you so much, Dr. Sudeiki, for coming on the show today. Is there anything else you want to plug before we close out the show?
1: Um, what I would like to leave you with is um, a poem. And what I actually want you to do, Zach, is I want you to close your eyes okay, and I want you to put both hands in the center of your chest. okay. And I want you, as I, as I read this poem, I want you to visualize that you actually are reading this poem for that little boy inside mm. for you. And just hold that. The poem, it's by E.E. E. Cummings. I carry, I carry your heart with me. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. I'm never without it. Anywhere I go, you go, my dear. And whatever is done by only me is your doing. I fear no fate, for you are my fate, my sweet. I want no world, for beautiful. You are my world, my true. And it's you, and it's you, or whatever a moon has always meant and whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here is the deepest secret. Here is the deepest secret. Nobody knows. Here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud. And the sky of the sky of a tree. Called life. Which grows higher than soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder. That's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart. I carry it here in my heart. And as you move forward with your day. To have this level of connection to your own soul. To your own little boy. Knowing that regardless of the experience that you go through. The unconditional loving that is present for you in your heart. Is always available for you. And that unconditional love. Is the headspace that awaits you.
0: Mm -hmm. So powerful. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so, so grateful to not only have you come to Chicago with us, but to have you come in here and share it with all of the listeners. Thank you.
1: It's my privilege. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I am still feeling all of the emotional, just emotions right now, to be honest with you. I have a lot of emotions that I'm processing, but I'm very grateful that I got to work through it today with Dr. Habib Sudeikhi, and hopefully you guys will get to connect with him more. Dr. Habib, where can people follow you on social media?
1: Uh, at Dr. Habib Sudeikhi on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And also at beingclarity.com.
0: And you have to get his book, The Clarity Cleanse, which I've read and I love. So please be sure to, to check out his book and stay tuned. We have more episodes of Hashtag No filter and Hashtag Adult Teen coming out later this summer. So be sure to subscribe and listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. And don't forget to give me a follow at Just Blind Zach to keep up with my journey. And until next time, I'm going to be living a Hashtag No Filter life.